Hey, it's Timmy Whispers from Stacey King's Give Me the Hot Sauce podcast. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure you can take on any adventure. I'm planning on going river rafting this weekend, and I'm ready to head out on the trails with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. The NBA offseason, easily the most interesting in all of sports, and we are here to cover it for you on the Gimme the Hot Sauce podcast. Once again, we are in our live stealth mode, so hopefully you're following us on the Twitch chat or our live broadcast or live stream on YouTube. We're going to be monitoring comments throughout the show, and if you got something interesting or a question for Stacy, we'd be happy to ask. Timmy Whisper's chair is empty right now. He was at the dentist, which means as soon as he gets here, he's going to be hitting the beer because he's going to be hurting, right? You know what? Poor little Timmy Whisper. Oh, oh there right he now. is. Clint, don't try to sneak in like you're late. Like, you know, when see, you, he's got, you know, he got a beer in his listen, hand. I told you. you know, I won that hey, bet. You see, America, look at this. This, this is like when you, you know, you've been out too late and yeah. you know, your, your wife or your girlfriend said be home at a certain time and he tried to sneak in. That's what Tim just did right there. But he got busted. I was going to crawl and get under the table. So what did the dentist have to say? Did you pass? Well, it's a guy we used to play ball with. Uh, oh, you went to him? We go to the same dentist. Yeah, we go to the same dentist. Uh, he's made a few mistakes on some of our friends, but, you know, we still go to him. <laughs> so <laughs> Shout he get- out to Chris Scallion, baby. I, went, oh, I know you listen. Only once an angle and have to get called with a tape for the chair. Did, oh, he, yeah. did he give you some elbows for past uh, offenses and pickup games? <laughs> no, he, he yanked, yeah, yanked out a tooth no, that didn't need to be yanked. No, Chris, Chris is a Chris has always been a playmaker. The guy never shoots. Never oh, okay. shoots. Those are the kind of guys you want to play with in the pickup game because that means there's more shots for you. I'm barely hearing whispers. We got good audio on yeah, whispers. I know audio. he's. We call him whispers for a reason, but I don't. I don't hear anything. Okay, I, I hear you now. Yeah, I hear There's you now. So that's the, the idea, that's the idea the with show. the microphone. You talk into it yeah. instead of around it. Oh. Yeah, just grab it with two hands, Tim. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> grab it with two hands. Uh oh, look out! Here we go. Hey, come on! You man, hot go. sauce packer, yeah, you. You hot sauce packer. <laughs> a little early in the show for that. <laughs> See, I got you before you could get me. If you were yeah, watching yeah. last week, you know that we told the story of Tim after hours back in the closet packing yeah, up packing boxes up hot of hot sauce. sauce. So he got yeah. a new nickname. He's the hot the, sauce packer. The, the hot packer. sauce packer. The packer. <laughs> hey, the uh, clock struck five, six o'clock Eastern time, which is started when teams can supposedly negotiate with free agents. But already we've got a handful of deals announced. Bradley Beal is going to stay in Washington. He gets a five-year max from the Wizards. And one of the guys we're going to talk about as a possible target for the Bulls is a backup big, Isaiah Hartenstein of the 
Los Angeles Clippers has signed a two-year, $16.7 million contract with the New York Knicks. So you can cross Hartenstein off the Bulls' possibilities for a backup <sighs> big. And it's going very fast. DeAndre Jordan, I believe I saw, signed with Denver. I mean, we're seeing all kinds of things. I, I You know, Mo Bamba is the name, Stacy, that's kind of surfaced as a possibility, but he wants the full mid-level, and what we're hearing is the Bulls don't want to commit that $10.5 million to one guy. I don't blame them yeah. um, because there's some more pressing needs that they, they have to address. And as much as I like Bamba, you know, I mean, he's not really in position, you know, to demand certain things. I mean, there's a lot of questions about him. Um, someone's going to pay him money. They're going to give him a uh, mid-level. He's going he's gonna to get it somewhere because he's 24 years old. He's got a huge upside. Uh, kids shot a career high, you know, 38% from the three-point line. So he's, he's converted himself into a big that can, you know, play out on the perimeter, space the floor a little bit. I like him personally, Mark, because the simple fact is he's athletic. Right. He can switch out on pick and rolls. And in today's game, you have to have bigs that can switch out and pick and rolls and guard guards, two guards, small forwards, basically smaller players, be able to move their feet more than two slides and be able to stay in front and then contest shots. And that's what you saw in the finals. You see big guys that can do that. You know, Al Horford, Williams, uh, everybody on Golden State can. They're bigs can. So that's what, that's what the game is going to. The Twitch chat is active, and people are already asking us to comment on Kevin Durant. That is the story that's going to hijack free agency until he either winds up with another team or makes some kind of deal with Brooklyn. But it sounds like the Nets are going to cooperate with him on trying to work out a trade. In case you missed the breaking news earlier today, Kevin Durant went to the Brooklyn Nets owner and said, I want out. He's got four years. His extension will just kick in starting in the upcoming season. And he wants out, probably for the way that uh, they, they did his buddy wrong, uh, Kyrie Irving. So... You know, people are wondering, is there any package the Bulls could put together to try to get Kevin Durant in a trade? And, you know, Stacey, if you think about it, they'd have to put in Zach Levine and Patrick Williams and Kobe White and multiple first-round draft picks. I just don't see that's the direction that they're going to go. No, I mean, it would be nice. Um, they don't really have a lot of first, you know, a lot of assets as far as draft is concerned because they moved those to get Vooch and everything. So, um you know, it, I just don't see it happening. I mean, I know it would be great for the Bulls if they can, but you would have to give up almost most of your roster, and then you're back to just having, you know, one star trying to, you know, he's leaving He's leaving Brooklyn now, you know, because the fact that I think he lost trust in Kyrie Irving. I don't think it had anything to do with Brooklyn, Mark. I think it had more to do with the trusting of Kyrie Irving and understanding yeah. what he's going to do. I'm sure they talked, and I'm sure after that conversation – uh, you know, I, I guarantee you that Kevin Durant walked away from there saying, ah, you know what, I, I, I got to get out of here because this guy's going to leave me in a lurch. I came here to play with him and to try to win championships. Now he, he opts into a contract. He tried to force a trade to L.A. It didn't work. Um, he's on a make good contract, basically. I mean, even though it's $37 million, you know, Brooklyn is saying to you, if you want max dollars, you got to come out here and play every night. You can't just show up and play 40, 50 games and think that's enough. What does it say, though, about the era of player empowerment where Kevin Durant, who's got four years left on a contract, and just go into the owner and say, trade me, and they go, okay. You know? Well, listen, <laughs> I'm telling you what. 
the owners have lost control. They sure have. I mean, you know, this is it's, this is really, really, you're seeing more and more of this. Guys decide, like, I don't like it here. I want to go somewhere else. Or I want to go play with my friend. Man, this is not, um, you know, high school. This is not, you know, Pop Warner. You know, this is, this, is a, this is a job. You know, if somebody, if you got, if I'm an owner and I pay you 200 plus million dollars and you got four years on that contract, you better believe you're going to be here for four years. Yeah. Okay. You're going to play four years. Okay. They don't have to trade. Yes. And then, and then, and then a guy like Kyrie Irving. So you got to put clauses in his contract. You know, let's say you give him max dollars. Okay. You have to get those to get that full max contract. You got to play a certain amount of games as long. If, it, if it's, if it's injury, that's one thing, but just to be sitting out to make a stand and, I'm not doing this because, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm holding out because they're killing rattlesnakes, and I believe that rattlesnakes should be saved, and so I'm not playing. <laughs> I'm just sitting flat. out for various reasons. Huh? The earth isn't flat. There, yeah, well, you know, I mean, just, <laughs> just you're here to play basketball. You know, you have a platform, and I get it. These guys are more vocal about what's going on in real life, and you should be. You have a platform. But at the same time, you have a job, just like people go to work every day 9 to 5, you know, uh, their parents, you know, going to work every single day. Do you think that they could have taken a day off and said, I don't want to work. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit out today because I don't believe in X, Y, Z. No, their parents had to work hard to put them in position. All the camps they drove them to, all the AU tournaments they drove these kids to, all the money that they put into these kids to get to where they are now. You know, you had to learn something from your parents. You know, you getting paid to play a kid's game. It's a fun game. You're paying, they're paying you $25, $30 million a year. Go to work. Do what you're supposed to do. A lot of Bulls fans were excited because they saw the uh, images of Kevin Durant wearing a Bulls jersey when he was playing pickup. And, of course, he likes to sport the uh, the black White Sox cap with the script lettering, which a lot of athletes wear. So they thought, well, maybe he's got a soft spot for Chicago. But, you know, when you look at it realistically, the package that some teams can put together, the two – Teams that have been talked about most for a Kevin Durant trade are Phoenix and Miami. Now, Miami's going to have problems because of salary cap uh, rules. They can't include Bam Adebayo. So if they can't include Bam Adebayo and they're not going to put Jimmy Butler in the trade, they don't have anything to offer, really. Tyler Hero and some scraps. But Phoenix, DeAndre Ayton, they could do a sign-and-trade, send him to Brooklyn along with Mikel Bridges, Cameron Johnson, and some draft picks. That'd be a pretty nice uh, return for Brooklyn. Well, Mark... You did. You you put a nice package together. So, but at the end of the day, if I'm Brooklyn, if it doesn't benefit me, I'm not trading you because you want to be traded. Right. You know, I'm not doing you a favor, a solid. Going, let's trade Kevin wherever he wants to go. If you don't have any assets, that's the same thing I said about Los Angeles when you heard everybody say, "Hey, trade, you know, trade Zach for so and so and so and so." Or the Lakers was out there saying the Lakers want to give you, you know, uh, Taylor Horton. They want to give you all these scraps. For an all-star caliber player, who's going to make that trade? Yeah. The only people to get away from it, the only people got away with it, Mark, is Atlanta. I'm just going to throw that out there. America, did you see this trade today with Atlanta and, and San Antonio? DeJounte Murray, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, okay, listen. Yeah, they, Atlanta gets an all-star to play with Trey Young, and listen, the Spurs get drafted. 25 picks. years old. Yeah. 25 years old. And you're trying to rebuild. If you're a coach coming in, let's say you're coaching waiting, because, you know, Pop, Popovich is his last year. And let's say your coach had looked at San Antonio and said, hey, they got some really nice pieces, got some good young players. Uh, DeJounte Murray is a very good young player, point guard. All right, let's go. That looks like a really, you know, really pleasing place to go. Now you get rid of that kid, 
And it's like, oh, man, I don't know if I want to coach there now because it's yeah. like in a no-win situation. And as you know, you don't know what's going to be in the draft in the next two or three years. You don't know what's going to be out there. So at the end of the day, Atlanta went in, broad daylight. They didn't even wear a mask. They didn't spray spray paint the camera so you can't see who's in there robbing. They just walked in and said, yes, we like Dejounte Murray. This is a stick-up. <laughs> they just gave it to him. They just gave him everything. I know. It's been it's been crazy. Things are happening fast and furious, which makes it even more comical that the Bulls and Miami Heat got docked a second-round draft yes. for tampering. Yes. We've got about 10, 10 contracts oh. done in the first 10 minutes of free yeah. agency. Yeah. Yeah. Bobby Portis is going back to Milwaukee. Four years, $49 million. Jalen Brunson is getting a four-year, $110 million contract to play for Woo. Tom Thibodeau with the New York Knickerbockers. Uh, what else did I see? Uh... Victor Oladipo, who was the name that was rumored as one of many people maybe come to Chicago, he's not coming back to Chicago. One year, $11 million to stay in Miami to play for the Heat. Uh, Nikola Jokic, he signed the five-year, $264 million Supermax extension with Denver. So if you had thoughts of AK bringing Jokic back, you forget about that one. No. You know, it's it's just crazy. Things are happening so quickly, and yet teams weren't allowed to negotiate until 5 o'clock. Yes. And the Bulls get, yes. get a second-round draft pick taken away. I, I, like, I like an investigation. Yeah. Because I, 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 uh, these contracts were done with, like, minutes into free agency. Yeah. So, so the Bulls lost a second-round pick. Miami lost a second-round pick. I mean, come on, man. Come on, that's 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 terrible. Because you had there had to be some kind of communication. These deals are getting done way too quickly. Joe Ingles, a one-year deal with the Milwaukee Bucks. So the oh I'm a shooter. no, are you serious? I'm serious. His oh. his wife tweeted it out, so it's a pretty good oh, source. Oh, you know what? He was the one. How much did he get? It's a it's a limited contract because you know he tore his yeah, ACL, ACL, so he won't be able to play the first half of the season. A one-year deal uh, does not give the money figure. Well, I tell you what. That's the one guy. It's him I had on my list. Nicholas Batum from the Clippers is another guy, a shooter, that I could see that I thought would be good in the Bulls uniform because they can stretch the floor. They can shoot threes. Because we all know the Bulls need a rim-protecting big, and they need a shooter. Okay? They're loaded at the guard spot. Dalen Terry was a big pickup for them because he's versatile enough to play the one, two, or three position for them. So they're they're locked in at the guard position. They need to get some depth at the center position, and they need a, a six, seven, six, eight, six, six shooter that can knock down threes. And we can forget about Mo Bamba. He is uh, oh, agreed no. with the Orlando Magic on a two-year, $21 million deal. So <sighs> they are loaded with bigs now. Yeah. Oh. They got Bamba, they got Wendell Carter, they got Jonathan Isaac, and then oh. they, they drafted uh, Paulo oh. Bancaro. So, oh. you know, they are loaded at the bigs position. And it's going to be interesting to see, you know, the one name that may may pop up again is, is Mitchell Robinson because they signed Hartenstein. So, you know. But, but there, was a, there was a report out that he was going to sign, re-sign with the Knicks. They offered him. Um, I don't know if it was $45 million or something, but there was a report that he was going to re-sign with the Knicks. And he'll get more money than the Bulls have yeah. to offer. Oh. And uh, P.J. Oh. Tucker, it's official. Three years, $33 million with the Philadelphia 76ers. This is interesting. A guy oh. who's been a great defensive player throughout his career, but he's 37 years old. That means you're paying him till he's 40 to be a, a, gr- you know, a grinder, a defensive guy. Hey. And we'll see if it works out for the Sixers. Oh. They're trying to do whatever they can to uh, – Try to make a legitimate title run with Joel Embiid. Oh, this news is hurting me right now, Mark. What's that? Yeah, he uh, opted out of his forty-seven million, so he'll get he'll get a four or five-year contract because 
you know, the GM loves, loves himself some James Harden over there, Daryl Morey. Uh, he'll get a long-term contract. He'll get all that money back, I'm sure. Excuse me, excuse me. Um, I need, here, I want you to grab the mic. There you go. Get it closer. There you go. There you go. Get a little closer there. Move the slide. There you go, Whispers. Wait, I've, I'm about to eat this thing. That way, listen, it wouldn't be the first time. Just go ahead and hey, just, no. just talk. Oh, oh, you right, talk another right one, there. huh? <laughs> Tyus <laughs> Jones returning thing. to the Memphis oh. Grizzlies, two years, $30 million. Oh, to, going to Detroit. To back up John Morant. I mean, you know, again, it's we're 15 minutes into this. We've got like 20, 20 deals already done. There's Nobody's tampering. Nobody's say, talking ahead of time. Test the ink. It's already been dry for an hour. Can somebody say tampering? Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the big man market is already kind of shrinking. Oh. So, wouldn't it be something with all these teams chasing Kevin Durant that the Bulls get back in on Rudy Gobert? Hey, you know? hey, hey, there's there's some, you know, don't sleep on Indiana making a move with uh, Miles, Miles Turner. Miles Turner, yeah. You know, I mean, there could be some trade possibilities there. You never know. It could happen. So, what do you think about uh, what Milwaukee's doing? They, they get Bobby Portis back. Oh. Pat Connaughton opted, picked up the option year, and then they're going to pick up Joe Ingles as a shooter off the bench. Oh, man. That's, oh, they just strengthened their team. Man, I still Art. can't figure out the Hartenstein thing, though. You know, two years, $16 million, which is probably something the Bulls would have done to go to that cesspool I, I, uh, that is the Knicks. I, listen, oh, man. I, I, I tell you what, listen. The Jalen Brunson thing pretty much was a done deal when yeah. his dad got there. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I thought that was the thing. But the thing about the Jalen Brunson thing is, is it would have been interesting to know what Dallas was particularly going to do. How much were they willing to spend to keep him there? And the thing you got to be careful about a lot of times is the grass is not always greener on the other side. I mean, you're playing with a generational talent like Luka Doncic, okay? And you are the second option on that team. And you you get to shoot, you get to play without the ball, you get to move without the ball, and you're playing with a guy who's a willing passer, you know. And that system that they played in, I, I thought Jalen really flourished in that yeah. system. It's going to be interesting to see how he goes to the Knicks and how they play, uh, because you know they don't, you know, the, the young guards don't really get to play under Tibbs. I mean, I, I know they don't. You know, and so it's going to be interesting to see how he plays in New York. I'm glad he got his money because he he's a he's a good kid. I've known him since he was a, a little boy, and it's good that he got his money. And we're probably going to have him as a, as a guest on mm-hmm. on the show. So um, I'm happy for him. I'm happy for. Him. I hope it works out for him. Phoenix Suns and Devin Booker agree to a four year, two hundred fourteen million dollars supermax contract extension. Wouldn't it be something if Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and Kevin Durant team up in the Valley of the Sun? It's not going to happen. They got a good package to offer. They got a, hey, listen, I got a good package too, Mark, to offer. (laughs) Oh, wait a minute now. Wait a minute now. First of all, get your mind out of the gutter. What I'm saying is, is that there's a whole bunch of teams out there that can offer something more for Kevin Durant. I mean, don't sleep on Miami. I would not be surprised if Pat Riley says, hey, look, this is a future Hall of Famer. You can have Hero, you can have Duncan Robinson, you can have anybody on this roster, just like when they beat, you know, when they when they created the team with LeBron and Bosch and, you know, Dwayne Wade. They got rid of the whole bench. They didn't care. You know, yeah. so I, I could see I could see Pat Riley clearing the deck to get to get that to team him up with Jimmy and Kyle Lowry. I, I could see that. There's a report now that the Bucks and Dallas Mavericks are aggressively pursuing center JaVale McGee. That's another guy that uh, would have been a possibility oh. for the Bulls as a backup five. Man, everybody's – all the people that we were targeting is disappearing within seconds. 
Poof. Yeah. No tampering going on though. There's no tampering. You're not tampering. <laughs> I, you know, Adam Silver. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not accusing anybody, Adam. If you listen to the show, we know you're a loyal listener. And um, let, let's get let's get it back to the Bulls and and uh, Shams Charania of Stadium reported that Zach Levine is going to take his time in making a decision. We have not seen Zach Levine's name in all these things. He had indicated in his end of the year news conference that he wanted to experience the free agency process, which means getting wined and dined and traveling to different cities. you think Zach's going to drag this out? Listen, <laughs> I don't know why you would. Yeah. You know, this, uh, who knows? Who knows what it is? You know, who knows why he's doing that? I mean, it, it gets to a point, like, you already know that you're going to, no team can pay you as much as the Bulls. I mean, it's, they're going to give you that fifth year or two that you want. Uh, there's, there's security here. And I, and I was telling people about Zach, you know, um, when you're the number one or number two option, you know, and you can take 25, 30 shots a night. Your team is a playoff team. You won 45 games. You're a big reason why they won. Why would you leave? Right. Why would you even entertain leaving to be a third option or a fourth option? No, I think it's going to get done, Zach, with the Bulls. It's just that it seems like he kind of committed himself that I'm going to really enjoy the process, so I'm not going to commit in the first five minutes like all these other guys have. Anthony Simons, uh, the young guard for the Portland Trailblazers, he agrees to a four-year, $100 million deal. Wes Matthews is going back to the Bucks, uh, the veteran guard out of Marquette. What else have we not told you about? I think that sums up what we've seen so far. I mentioned DeAndre Jordan, who's uh, kind of running on fumes. He's going to the Denver Nuggets on a one-year deal. That Hartenstein deal, that's the one that stands out to me. Two years, $16 million with the Knicks. Oh, Malik Monk, how about this? Remember he said he yes. might go back to the Lakers for yeah. less money? He's going to Sacramento, which means he'll, he'll never win another game. No, and he probably got big money. <laughs> he probably got big money. And... No, it's not that big. Two years, $19 million. Oh, really? Yeah, because a lot of people thought he'd get the full mid-level, which would have been more than that. Uh, but it's uh, the deals are coming in fast and furious, and so far nothing in regard uh, to the Chicago Bulls. There had been some some names thrown out. You know, everyone's got a hot rumor. Um, one of the guys that they mentioned is a big is Andre Drummond, but I thought they were looking for a big that could switch on screen and roll. He doesn't fit that profile. Listen, Mark, you, you know how I feel. I mean, we, we need a big that can switch right. and play defense. And so I thought these younger kids, Hardenstein and, and Bamba, would be perfect. Uh, but unfortunately, you know, I mean, Orlando stepped up, which was surprising because when you let him go to be a free agent and you say, hey, just go ahead and we're going to let you go and be an uh, unrestricted free agent, then you come back and sign him. Man, that's, that's interesting with all the bigs that they got. You know, where are you going to play all these guys? The Bulls picked a kind of a funny time to announce their summer league roster that's going to compete in Las Vegas. That came out just before 5 o'clock. The names that you'd expect to see, Dale and Terry, the first-round draft pick. Also, Justin Lewis, who they signed right after the draft. He was the guy who was expected to go in the second round, but he did not get selected. So the Bulls pounced on him. He's one of the better. He's going to be a good player. Yeah, but guys that was available at about 6'8", 235 pounds. He's going to play on the summer league team. Javon Freeman Liberty, who played with a number of schools, uh, including DePaul, is going to be on their squad. Carly Jones, who played for Louisville, is on that team. Malcolm Hill is also a two-way guy who they're going to bring back. He'll be playing for the Bulls and Windy City. Marco Simonovic is going to play a summer league ball, as well as Ethan Thompson, who was on the Windy City Bulls last year. So not a ton of big names on that squad, but you know, it's really all about what they see from Dale and Terry in summer league. Get him a chance to play four or five games at 
you know, against NBA-type competition, NBA rules, and see how he flourishes. The one, the one kid I wish that the Bulls would have, would have kept and, and brought him back to summer league and bring him to camp was Tyler Cook. Yeah. They, I, I, thought, I thought Tyler Cook, you know, get him some seasoning. I, I thought he could give you what they're looking for. You know, he can, he can defend, he can rebound, he's very athletic. Um, I thought that was the one kid that they would at least take a look at in training camp to see if, you know, just in case. Because you got to have a plan B. You know, if you, you have all these, these guys that you're, you're looking at, you know, because you see all these reports. That's why I don't believe anything until I hear from AK in the front office, okay? Right. So all these rumors, la, 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 la. So now you can see why you don't need to be listening to these places because only like Woj and all those guys are the ones that actually know the ends. Yeah, so now things have slowed down a little bit. We had the initial flurry. Nothing regarding the Bulls has been popping up from either Woj or, or Shams Charania. So we'll see how the night develops. But the early talk is that Zach Levine may not make a commitment on day one. He, who knows? He may take a visit to just check out some other situation. But the Bulls have been prepared to uh, make an offer at the max level. Uh, we found out yesterday that the salary cap was going to increase by some $11 million for this season, which means the five-year max for Zach Levine is, is higher than it was originally projected to be. Now it's going to be about $215 million, starting at about $39 million in year one. So Zach is going to be a very wealthy man for, for generations of his family. And it, I don't think there's going to be – any hitch there, Stacey. I think, as I mentioned earlier, I think he's just want, wants to see what else is out there for him to explore. Yeah, I mean, you know, listen, at the end of the day, I mean, you know, he, he has the right to do that. And he knows what the offer the Bulls has. He's you know, He also knows that he's not going to get a, a better package than what he's going to get with the Bulls. Again, you know, why would you, why would you even entertain leaving? You know, you got a team right now, you never made the playoffs. You made the playoffs for the first time in eight years in your career. You were a big reason why. You're, you're a superstar player on this team. Um, you know, who's going to let you come past half court and jack up threes and step back threes and stuff like that? <laughs> 30 shots a game, you know? Who, who's going to allow you to do that? I mean, this is, you know, you're here playing. It's like, oh, I, I just don't understand, but, you know, hey. One of the questions on the Twitch chat, do you think maybe AK is waiting to announce moves after getting caught for tampering last year? Think they're being extra careful? Um, No. Yeah. No, no, I, I don't I don't think so. I mean, I, I think they're playing it close to the vest, who they're actually really looking at and trying to wait to see how the market dictates certain things. I think they had these some of these guys on the board. I think Hardenstein was on the board. I think Bomba was on the board. And once they're off now, it's like, OK, what was what's plan B now? These guys are off. Where do we go with? I heard Dwight Howard's name. Um, you know, Boogie Cousins is out there. there there's 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 some, there's, some, there's a lot of big guys out there. A lot of big guys out there. But is it the big guys that it's going to help you get to the next level and do the things you need? One of the guys who might have hit the profile the Bulls were looking at in terms of rim protecting and be able to run the court, Chris Boucher, he's going back to the Raptors, three years, $35 million. Well, and you, what you're seeing is guys are saying, hey, I'm not going to get more money than I'm going to get here, so I might as well stay here. You know? The grass isn't always greener. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's just definitely not. So, yeah, a lot of these uh, guys that the Bulls were looking at were guys that can switch on, on high pick and roll, that can, can give you a little bit of offense as well as rim protection, and they're going off the board pretty quickly. So it'll be interesting to see what's left for the Bulls when some of the dust settles with this. Um, Milwaukee has been very active. Uh, Javon Carter is going back to the Bucks on a two-year deal. Wow. 
Uh, Damian Jones goes to the Lakers on a two-year deal, a, a big man who's kind of bounced around the league a little bit. Amir Coffey, uh, staying with the Clippers, three years, $11 million. Boy, the Clippers, Clippers roster is kind of looking pretty good. Yeah, and the Nets, you know, with all this Kevin Durant talk, they uh, they picked up Royce O'Neal from the Utah Jazz for a first-round draft pick. Royce O'Neal's a pretty nice wing player. Yeah, he, he's a nice wing player, but, I mean, he probably thought he was coming, you know, to a team that was going to be contending for a championship. And now you got, you know, you got Kevin Durant now who's asking for a trade. So, obviously, obviously, how long do you think it's before Kyrie Irving goes – well, you never know. Kyrie Irving might just want to stay there now because I'm the man. It's my own team. I get 40 yeah, shots a game. I get 40 shots a game. Why? See you later, Ben Kevin. Simmons doesn't want to shoot. I'll take oh, all the shots. Oh, man. <laughs> and that's another thing. They had they had Ben Simmons there. Yeah. You know, and it's like, man, they have a team, you know, full of full – of, you got Joe Harris coming back from injury. Man, I, you got Patty Mills, who's a free agent, that has an opportunity that I think is going to come back there. But now with, with Kevin Durant leaving, why would you? Some more signings trickling in. Uh, Nick Batum staying with the Clippers on uh, a two-year another contract. One. Another he guy another that could use a list. little size and some shooting. Polyvoo Francais, uh, oui, oui. Lugens Dort staying with the Oklahoma City Thunder. He gets five years, $87.5 million. Oh, I mean, he's a nice player, but is he that Come nice? Come on. Are you serious? <laughs> That's what it says. Five years, $87.5 million for Lou and Dort. This, and this is the shocking thing. Because Oklahoma City is a small market team. But think about this, though. They have no superstar players, so they have money to spend because they have all these draft picks and they got all these young players that are still in the rookie contract. What's going to be interesting is, is when you get Josh Giddy, who's, you know, his contract's up. Are you going to pay him what he's going to be worth on the open market? If he continues to, you know, trend up like he's doing now, man, he's going to be commanding a lot of money. So I think with the Bulls situation right now, they don't have a lot of spending power. They have the 10.5 mid-level exemption. They also have a $5 million trade exception they got from the sign and trade deal that sent Daniel Tice to Houston. They do not have the biannual exception. They used that to bring Tristan Thompson in last year. And, of course, you can always sign guys, as many veterans as you want, to the minimum salary. And it looks like that's kind of the game they're going to play is to see the – see who shakes out and don't rule out the possibility of, of sign and trades. You know, now that Hartenstein is, uh, is going to the Knicks, maybe AK is, is talking to the Knicks about sign and trade to bring Mitchell Robinson over. Maybe it could be a possibility. And to be honest with you, I, I would welcome that because he's on my list as well. You know, a guy that can block shots, athletic um, moves with really well. But he's not a guy that's going to stretch the floor. He's not a guy that's going to be, you know, expect to shoot right. jumpers on a pick and pop. Can't so, make free yeah, throws either. Can't make free throws. But I tell you what, though, you, you throw that lob up there, anybody yeah, can climb out the rim, watch your head. <laughs> and uh, our guy Thad Young is returning to the Raptors. Two years, $16 million for Thadjik Johnson Young. Oh, I had him on my list, too. <laughs> <laughs> we, we might as well get some matches and just burn that sucker. No, but you know what? You know, when you come in here, you say, okay, yeah. these are all the people, yeah. okay? And every single one of them is pretty much gone. Yeah, it's it's really thinning out quickly. Oh, man, and, and fast. I mean, within, I mean, less than an hour. You know, because you can always get the old-fashioned low-post center, the back-to-the-basket guy that doesn't move real well. Yeah. Those guys are always available always because nobody be wants yeah, them anymore. It's like, a, it's like an old truck. Now teams would almost rather have a power forward as their backup center, I think, yeah, than small ball. than have a traditional center. What did you think about uh, Detroit? You know, do you think that they're gonna, you know, they picked up Nerlens Noel basically in a in a salary dump? 
And they also have Marvin Bagley III, who's been a disappointment, but he played pretty he's, well when he got traded to Detroit. He's, he's on my list. Yeah, so he'll be gone in any second. He's on my list. Let me tell you something about America. Listen to this. Detroit Pistons are making moves. They are putting position in themselves, drafting well, putting the pieces together to be very good. It would not surprise me the two teams that you need to watch out in the East because the East is going to be a beast. It, it, there's no nights off in the East, okay? No nights off. So you can't say, oh, we're playing Orlando, easy win, four wins this year. No, it's not going to be like that. Orlando's going to be much better this year than they were last year. They got too much talent to be good. Uh, Detroit's the same way. Cade Cunningham's the real deal. And now you got Ivy there to be a two-guard. So their backcourt, everybody's talking about, you know, DeJounte Murray and, and Trey Young. This backcourt in Detroit is going to be pretty nice. Oh, yeah. They got size, athleticism. Uh, then you throw in, you know, they've got uh, Duran there, too, another young big that can run and jump. And, oh, man. Oh. Yeah, they also picked up Alec Burks in that salary. Oh, thought, but he's, a, he's a nice player. Yeah. Another, so Detroit, another yeah. veteran player that knows how to play the game. And he's a two-way player. He's going to defend. He's going to do all the little things. I thought he was one of the reasons uh, last year uh, the Knicks were, were watchable. Yeah, you know, he that, played well. That second group with him and Derrick Rose before Derrick Rose got hurt, um, you know, quickly. I mean, they – they that, that uh, and then the big kid um, – um, Obi Toppin. Yeah, I thought their second team was better than their first team. Yeah, so we're uh, we're monitoring the free agent news to see what oh, what's going on. And America, uh, I'm hurting right now. America, <laughs> I'm hurting right now. It's yeah, like, the, like, the Pistons are going to be decent because you know they got Jalen Duran in the draft yes. as well as Ivy. Yes. You know, so and they Two got Isaiah Stewart and Sadiq Bay. So, oh my goodness, that's I'm a nice squad. You, I'm telling you, they they are putting a team together that is going to going to be. Fun to watch, just like how the Bulls were last year and how Cleveland. No one expected either one of those teams to, to be as good as they were. They surprised everybody in the beginning. Yeah. And with talent, you've got to have talent in this league, and they're building talent in Detroit. One of our uh, Twitch chat people say that uh, Shams Durrani is killing Woj right now. He's beating him on all the free agency uh, news. Woj, Woj is punching air. Damn it, Teddy. And he, he worked for Woj for a couple of years. I got I got a great story about Shams Durrani. He's a local kid. You know? Yeah, he's from, he, yeah, he's, yeah, he's from yeah. the northern suburbs. And one day I, I got a Kevin Anderson who works at NBC Sports Chicago said, hey, we got a young kid coming in. He wants to, wants to meet you. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Sham, come by. So Shams comes in. This was uh, – in the winter, he's got like a, a flannel shirt and some beat up jeans. And, you know, he just said he wanted to get into the NBA somehow. And I'm like, what, what do you want to do? He goes, well, you know, I'd like to get into a front office role or something. And I'm like, you know, here's, here's this, this young kid. And I'm thinking, what kind of advice am I supposed to give you about getting <laughs> in the front office? And all of a sudden, you know, he got in where he was kind of apprenticing under Woj. And then he broke off on his own and, and he's doing his own deal now. And he's beaten Woj on a lot of these stories. But I always think back to that day because we, we ended up letting him cut something on the set, you know, just, just doing a little on-air thing. Yeah. And he was so nervous, he could barely get three sentences out. And now here this guy is probably making a million bucks a year, you know. I'll tell you what, when you're when you beating the Woj bombs to, yeah. to the punch, it's, it's like a 60-year-old boxer. Woj is lost, not as fast as he used to be. <laughs> and, 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 and he's he's going up against a young lion that, that – you know, that learned underneath him. 
So he took some secrets. <laughs> took hey, some I, secrets. I tell you why I saw Shams at the uh, playoff series, the Bulls Bucks, and he's wearing this beautiful suit. You know, just really, really oh, look clean. You know, and he's, he's like, he's like, store. he's like, I'm not wearing that flannel shirt anymore, yeah. Shanowski. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, hey, he, yeah, he, he's eating, he's eating at night steakhouse now, baby. He's not eating at steak and shake. And it's a testament to people that you know, young people who want to get a career, just pursue your passion. I mean, he wasn't going to take no for an answer. He's hungry, you know, just yeah. like just like my man Adam Amin. I mean, you know, you you know, Adam does football, baseball, basketball. I mean, just constantly, you know, just got his just doing everything. And he used to call minor sports wherever yeah. he could do it, yeah. you know, just to get a you know a background of broadcast you could show people. I tell kids all the time, you know, kids who are trying to get into the broadcasting, how do how do I get to do what you do? Yeah. Well, well, I was lucky, you know, because I you know I'm the black Brad Pitt. And so when you got looks like me, America, it's easy. Okay? And modesty too. I'm, can I'm, I'm eye candy. Okay. And, and Timmy, <laughs> Timmy whispers, Timmy whispers. I, I, he's, I don't know about him. I'm just going to keep that to myself. That's but right, no, kids. but I, I honestly, tell <laughs> <laughs> if you want to be a business mogul, yeah, like whispers, yeah, you got like some whispers. advice for the yeah, folks. Yeah. Tell yeah. Well, we got some kids right here. So yes, that's we got right. Team. I mean, we got, we got a dream team in the background over here. They make everything go. That's right. And so, you know, learning from these guys are, are grinding. And that's what I tell kids all the time is like, you know, you sometimes it's not about the money. It's not about how much money you're going to make and, and what you want to make. You got to sometimes you got to crawl before you walk. You know, I, I'll tell you a story, a little quick story. Good. When I first started, uh, when I first started in this business, when I, the pre and post game show, when we were doing a pre and post game show, yeah, back yeah. Up, when we were in Oak, uh, Oak Brook, the very first year we were in a trailer. Brook, yeah, we were in a, and I called it like a morgue. Cause they had us down. It was cold and it was just like ice box down there. And, um, I was, I could have made more money, uh, working at McDonald's than what they paid me to do. <laughs> yes. Post -game. Yes, you could. I mean, I, I, it cost me more to drive to work than what I was getting paid, but it wasn't about the money for me. It was about getting experience and learning the craft and, and learning how to work in front of the camera. Um, so that's why I tell kids all the time. It's like, don't worry about how much money you're making right now. Sometimes you got to crawl before you walk. It's okay to hit. It's okay to get on base. The whole object in baseball is to, to get on base. It's not about if you hit the home run. Great. Okay. But the whole object in baseball is to get on base and score runs. And that's how, hey, that's how you got to approach. Hey Mark, that's a pitch to our crew right here about their pay scale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you order the pizza by the way hey. for the crew? Uh, yeah, I was looking at it on. Uh, yeah, one of you, one of you. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't free beer and pizza. Hey, don't don't pull a wimpy on there. Hey, I'll gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. Come on, come it's, on. It's, it's like moving day. Free hey, beer you know and pizza. And you know, no, get honest, that piano on your hey, back. To be honest with you, yeah, I'm a little bit hungry. So why don't you get that pizza order there, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Come on. Hey, you mentioned Adam Amin. He's going to be joining us in a few minutes. Oh, so so we're looking forward to having him. Illinois Sportscaster of the Year. That's right, Adam Amin. We had to pay him extra to come on this time. You know what? Hey, listen, we, we doubled listen, his usual fee. They finally realized he is carrying me. Okay. I, I was, <laughs> all, all these little quick little two years, I was always acting like I was carrying him. But now the truth is out, America. He was carrying me. Yeah, so we're looking forward to talking with Adam, see how his offseason is going. I see him calling baseball games. Won't be long before NFL training camps are open, so he'll be doing three sports at the same time. Oh, man, that guy is super talented. Yeah. Uber talented, man. Uber talented. I knew, I knew that, you know, when we had that interview, you know, when we were doing all the, you know, all the, we had like 16 people come in and Mark, you were one of those 16 people. Yeah. I, you know, it was just so many people and you just know, like, you just know who you would like to work with. And I could tell from the very first day that me and him got together, I was just like, 
yeah, this dude, is, this is it. Why do we even need to go past? I thought you were about to say, and it wasn't you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We've been friends wow. for too long. Wow. You know? Okay, first of all, first of all, see, this You can't a, come between this, us like this, that. This, oh, had, this had a Beatles broke up. <laughs> see, there's always America. See, Timmy Whispers right here trying to come between me and Mark. Yeah. It obviously, it wasn't you. Yeah. Well, I tried. Thanks, Yoko. <laughs> well, you couldn't sing out for Mark. Like, oh, my like Adam. God. oh, my God. Tim, that was sneaky. I like yeah. that. That was a good one. That, that was good. that last question for Mark. Well, no. can you sing opera? Hey, listen. Oh, sorry. <laughs> hey, listen. Mark Mark was right up there. Don't sleep on Mark. Mark was right up there. Mark was one of my favorite people I work with, too. There you yeah. go. I, I had okay, to, way I had to redeem to, yourself. No, no. I had, I, had to, I had to really push for Mark. They, the yeah. opportunity wasn't there at first. forces working yeah, against yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> there was, a, there was a, the, the evil empire that was right. working against Mark. They were lined up, yeah. Uh, so I had, to, I had to reach in and pull him out of the yeah. dark. I said, come on, man. We're going gonna to do it. And, oh, 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 man down. Man down. <laughs> oh, Lord. Nicky Knuckles, you all right over there? I'm always all right. Man. Oh, all man. Right. I thought it was cold blue, baby. Anybody know? Anybody know CPR? I thought he was gone. I thought he dropped his gun. He was just trying to rush you along and make it that pizza order. Yeah. You know, we got yeah. to have protection because you never know. Yeah, hey, by yeah, the way, yeah. I passed Pavel when I was walking in. Oh, I saw him, too. Oh, very friendly. Yeah, it was very oh. friendly. See how very the anger friendly. finally left his face? Yeah. Yeah. He was, uh, I saw him I, last time we were here for the draft. I saw him outside. He was outside. Just lingering? By, just lingering around. Any shiny by, objects? By, by uh... my driver. He was by my driver. I was a little nervous. I said, hey, it's oh, like 9, 9.30. What are you doing here, Pavel? You, you were off at 4. Oh, man. I'm just come to see you. I just want to say hello. DJ Pavel, one of our one of our great friends. He'll go down in the, in the lore of the Give Me the yes. Hot Sauce podcast. We you will know? have him on one day. Absolutely. We'll have, we will have him on, definitely. And we'll Phil to, Collins. We'll have to censor hey, most of it. We yeah, got Phil's Phil always hanging in the hallway. Phil Collins is coming yeah. on, America. You oh, know yeah, he's coming up in the next couple weeks. He's coming up in the next couple weeks. Actually, it could be next week. Really? Yeah, yeah, okay, I just yes. talked to him. Yes, he just All talked right. to yeah. Phil Collins, so don't be surprised if you see Phil. Sue, 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 Hello. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, one of our favorites, Jeff Vukovic, when it comes to insurance for your auto, home, and business, make sure that you contact the king of insurance. That's nationwide agent Jeff Vukovic at jeffvuk.com. That's jeffvuk.com. And Stacy, remember. Oh, boy. Nationwide is on your side. <laughs> the Golden Pipes. Don't hate. Don't hate the player. Don't hate the, don't hate the player. Don't hate the game, right? Can you, can you imagine what kind of deal you'd get in free agency with the Golden Pipes? Thank you. You know what? Hey, hey, did y'all see? I don't know if I sent y'all the video of the janitor that sang the... I saw uh, that, yeah. Saw that video? yeah. Yeah, yeah, He got up in a little kid's thing and said, yeah. you know, and it, he was testing the mic. And he got up and sang uh, Don't Stop Believing" or something like yeah. that it was. And I was sitting there like somebody on Twitter said, oh, I don't think he beat the Golden Pipes. I was like, shit, he, hey, uh, you ain't going to catch me doing that. But I did say, shout out to my man, Tim Sinclair. Tim Sinclair, I said, one of these days I'm going to grab the mic and I'm going to sing I'm gonna sing the nationwide jingle for oh, everybody that's sweet. you see. Yep, I am going to do it. Unprompted. They'll never know. I'm just going to just take the mic moment. from Tim and sing it. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> whispers. Oh, my goodness. Careless whispers once oh. again. You look hey, kind of red, too. Yeah. I'm looking at the monitor. You look kind of red. What's the lighting? I don't know, man. He's, like, you're a little <laughs> He's blaming the lighting now. Yeah, I always blame the lighting. There there you go. Rotisserie chicken. Sure can't be the stress or beer drinking. <laughs> Neither one. <laughs> and he brought it for himself. Not all right, so Stacy's bummed because all of his top targets are, are melting oh, away from his list. But we'll, we'll see what Adam Amin has to say about the state of the Bulls. That's next on the Give Me the Hot Sauce podcast. DJ D, what do you got for us? Oh, Dangerous D. <laughs> oh, yeah, boy. Hit the beats. Yeah. Oh, we grooving up here in the in the uh, Sriracha Studios. 
That's Dangerous D on the mic right there. He's- we are back on the Give Me the Hot Sauce podcast. It is the opening day of free agency, and uh, nobody's tampering. There were only 25 deals announced in the first five minutes. I mean, no, nobody's breaking any rules no, out there. no. One guy is watching all the action closely, our good friend, Adam Amin. First of all, I want to congratulate you. The Illinois Sportscaster of the Year, very well-deserved. Congrats, Adam. Uh, that's very nice of you to say, Mark. That's a team award as far as I'm concerned. So I got, we got, you know, Stacey will say it too. We got as good of a team in the business as you're going to find. So that, that's a team award right there. It's probably a two-way battle between uh, you and Jason Benetti. I mean, you guys are both uh, so voluminous in, in the sports that you call. It's hard to choose between you two guys. <laughs> I, I think both Jason and I, from a young age, decided we're just going to try to annoy people into having to watch us. So we just do as many games as humanly possible. Jason is on the air 200 times a year, if, if not more. And, uh, and I'm just trying to keep pace with uh, with my guy. So if it was like the Stanley Cup, you guys could just hand the award back and forth every year, right? <laughs> you know, it's been at least uh, NBC Sports can uh, can can use that as like a, uh, a, I don't know, put it up on put it up somewhere that the last three winners have all been from uh from that network so pat foley jason and and myself and i think both those two gentlemen would say the same thing that's it's you got good people around you you don't win a title or anything like that by yourself as you guys have been discussing uh for the last you know better part of an hour and uh you don't have a good broadcast without a full good team so that's how we that's how we roll but they let shams get away he was in our building yeah, he was in our building. That's how we talk. That's how we talk about. No, that's true. That's a long. He joins a long list. That's how we talk about Spencer Dinwiddie now. We're like, man, we had Spencer Dinwiddie. We could have. We could have. We could have kept. Dinwiddie. Had Bobby. That is another long list. Oh my goodness. So Adam, tell tell our listeners and viewers, you know, what you're doing in the summertime with the Bulls and our plan. Tell them what you're doing. How your summer's going. Yeah, you know, this time of year, it's it's fun for us because we're back on the road for Major League Baseball on Fox. And uh, I've got the, I happen to be home this weekend. We've got Cubs and Red Sox on Saturday from Wrigley Field. Uh, we will be on the road again next week for Yankees Red Sox. I've never done a Yankees Red Sox game before. So we'll get to do that from Fenway. I'll take a couple of weeks off. Once we get to August, uh, we'll, you know, the local Fox affiliate will do two of the three Bears preseason games. One of those will be on national TV uh, when they go out to Seattle. And then come September, man, we're we're in the we're in the thick of it. We start the NFL season. I stick with baseball all the way through the first round or the uh, the division series of the playoffs. And then uh, that's right around when you and I start picking up a preseason, man. So it's that's it's it's a it's a slower time right now. But I'm already looking, you know, three four months down the line as to as to what's coming. Uh, just like we all are kind of today with we're trying to figure out what the rosters are going to look like soon. Speaking of that, we got some potential breaking news involving the Bulls. You got the breaking news sounder. Who's who's on charge? He's looking for it. It could be there. It might be there. <laughs> it is. There you go. I saw. You know, I'm overselling this, but Jake Fisher of the Bleacher Report is a very reputable guy covering the league. Says it sounds like Danilo Gallinari will be deciding between the Bulls and the Celtics for his next team. The Bulls have most of their full mid-level exception offer, roughly $8 million average annual value, and a hair more than what Boston can offer. But Boston appears to be Gallo's preferred landing spot. How, how would uh, Danilo Gallinari fit with this Bulls team, guys? Go ahead and answer that. Go ahead and answer that. <laughs> I'll, I'll, the guest gets I mean, to go listen, first. Listen, you, you, need, you need three-point shooting. We've talked about this for a significant portion of time. You know, your two best three-point shooters last year were Lonzo Ball and Patrick Williams, and obviously Patrick was only there for 
you know, 20 plus games kind of the playoffs and, and Lonzo got hurt midway through the year. There was very little three point shooting in the second half of the season. Gallinari is a lifetime 38% shooter. He shot 38% last year when he's not taking as many shots. Remember, you know, you're playing with Trey young, your shots are going to go down a little bit. Last couple of years, he's averaged eight, nine shots a game. Prior to that, he was shooting at a higher volume and shooting at a better clip. This guy shot 40%, 42% in his career uh, in various seasons. So at the very least, he gives you that. He gives you an opportunity to go small if you want. I don't think you necessarily have to put him in as a defensive ro uh, rotation player. If you wanted to go small, I think the Bulls will have enough on the margins without needing to go to him. But he could play in a small ball lineup as well. And you can have him have some flexibility. He's a matchup problem if you play him at the three, if you're going up against a smaller team. You could play him at the four and have him stretch out the floor a little bit. So he gives you options in a couple of different areas that the Bulls need options. When you, when you look at this team, like we do, Adam, we see him every night. Uh, as the season ended, you know, we both talked about what they needed. You know, they needed three-point shooting. That was so evident in that Milwaukee Bucks series. Mm -hmm. how, how if let's say they don't get Gallo, how how does how do AK in the front office? What can they do? What what because there's I mean Bryn Forbes is out there, uh, but he's another guard. You know that puts us yeah. back in that small guard. You know more guards than bigs and forwards. So what what is your take on that? You know it's hard right now because I know I know we've kind of joked about it as the list continues to shrink. Right, oh, Stacy's list keeps shrinking because <laughs> all these guys that that felt like. Like you, you, people talked about Nicholas Batum and I thought that's the guy that's a perfect yes. fit for what this team needed. And I figured he could come at a relatively, uh, I don't want to say cheap price tag, but a lower price tag than maybe you'd have to pay to, to go get like a premium level free agent. This is a pretty good player, a veteran yes. guy that you can always use more veterans to surround this younger, younger core. Right. I thought he would have been perfect as a three and D guy. Uh, I looked at somebody like a like the Hartenstein deal felt like that would have been a perfect backup big for I think Mark you said maybe seven or eight million a year that felt like a reasonable price that was the price that like I thought you could get Daniel Tice for a season prior but I, I if there is a stretch three or four out there right now you've got to go find it because I think that's the position where the Bulls need the most help the the front court is where they need the most help right now give me a capable backup big uh, to to give you some rim protection. I think Mitchell Robinson is probably your best look right now. Uh, that seems to be the name. I don't think, as far as I've seen, I don't think he is uh, signed anywhere just yet. I don't know if this team's going to have the room for a player like DeAndre Ayton. It just doesn't seem like that's in the cards unless you're going to give up a, a big chunk of players. So I'm that, that's kind of where my head is at right now. I think Robinson is the key, and you're going to have to go out and try to get a 3 and D guy. Like Joe Ingles just re I look uh, like he signed with Milwaukee. Yeah, you know, like he just signed with Milwaukee. List. That's one of my guys. That, that, I was on the list, and and that's the perfect type of player looking at uh, a forty three percent three point shooter that gives you some spacing on offense and gives you some floor balance on defense to help out. So I, I think Robinson is kind of like the the pipe dream at this point right now for a thinning free agent market. What do you make of the fact that we've seen so many of these uh, super max and max extensions being announced, but no Zach Levine? I know Zach said at the end of the season that he wanted to really soak in the free agent process and really, you know, it's probably his only chance to experience it as a pro and he's taking his time. You make anything out of that? I think the only thing I would make out of that is he wants to see if there is a significant move somewhere else. Is there a significant move that let's say the Lakers make, or let's say, 
a team like the Knicks make. You know, I, I don't think the Knicks are really a destination at this point. I don't think Miami's a destination for him at this point. I still look at the Lakers as still in a little bit of a limbo right now. Let's say the Lakers go out and make a significant move. Let's say they go out and suddenly Kyrie's off the board and he heads to Los Angeles. I would agree with Stacy. I don't think that Zach is going to go sign somewhere to be a third option because I do feel like he's at the point of his career where he truly believes, and I don't think he's wrong, that he can help be one of the two or three guys that carries you to a title and is one of the two or three best players on the team. And I believe he thinks he can do that in Chicago. If I were Zach, I'd probably end up re-signing in Chicago anyway, plus for the obvious reason that he's just going to make more money. You know, you can make more money signing with the Bulls. But let's say the Lakers make a significant move and then they're able to swing a package to the Bulls that's too good to pass up in terms of draft capital, in terms of money, and in terms of current assets. Maybe he says, all right, let's make a move. Other than that, I don't personally see and I don't feel in my gut that Zach is going to make a move beyond that. I, I feel like he's going to end up in Chicago again. He's going to re-sign for the Max. And I don't think there's going to be a real great sign-and-trade option out there for him that he really looks at and says, that's the one. I want to go there because I know I'm going to be hoisting an NBA title at the end of the year. I just don't think there's another team out there right now. I feel like Chicago is still his best situation. That's all I make of the kind of delay of, of him not making a, a, a signing just yet. You know, we, we started to, you know, think that AK was going to move Kobe White at the draft, you know, try to package up. You heard the Rudy Gobert, you know, rumors. Mm -hmm. um, I'm a big Kobe fan to the fact that I believe that he has a skill set that is similar to, you know, a Ben Gordon, you know, uh, you know, Jamal Crawford, a guy that can come off a team off the bench and give you points. Do you think AK in the front office is still thinking about trying to move him and package him? I do in just the sense of that's probably your best trade asset for value. Uh, Patrick Williams, you could trade, but do you want to? I don't think so. That That's a developmental project that I think everybody in the organization really believes in. I don't think he's going to be packaged. Vucevic would be better off, you know, hold, I think you're better off holding on to him until you know you can swing something for him. And if you're at the trade deadline, you might get a better value for him then. And it also depends on what the team does because Vucevic could still play a major role if this is a team that, you know, come trade deadline time is sitting in fourth place in the East. Uh, you're not going to try to swing a move unless it's an all-star caliber player that's coming back for maybe a contract that's already written out that you might have control over for a couple of years. So I, I, I feel like Kobe would be your best trade asset right now. I still feel like there's a possibility of him being traded. But if you pick up a Danilo Gallinari, I think Andre Drummond is still on the board, if I'm not yeah, mistaken, yeah, yeah. Mark. Yeah. Like, 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 let's say they go get Andre Drummond. Now you're looking at Kobe as a potential microwave off the bench, and you still have him as capital to get, to, to get something else down the line, maybe at the trade deadline, depending on what your team looks like. But you don't necessarily have to make that move because you're still going to have depth at that position and you still have control over Kobe White at a price tag that's far less than what you're going to pay for, let's say, a player like a Bryn Forbes right now. The 
signings are starting to slow down after we got all the tampering news uh, right off the bat. But <laughs> Patty Mills is staying with the Brooklyn Nets. Oh, he opted geez. out yesterday. Two oh, wow. years, $14.5 million. The Bulls are kind of overloaded with uh, with guards, so that maybe wasn't an area where they were looking at. But I want to ask you about this whole Kevin Durant thing because it's taken over the, you know, the, the entire sports universe uh, this afternoon after the news broke that he is going to request a trade from the Brooklyn Nets. If you were Arturis Karnischewicz, would you make an offer? Would you try to back up the truck and put all kinds of assets in there to make a run for a 34-year-old Kevin Durant? Granted, he is one of the top three players in the world, but is, are you going to get uh, supreme Kevin Durant for four years, I guess is my question. I don't think you're going to get supreme Kevin Durant for four years, but it is an elevation to what your team would be doing offensively, no matter what. You, you cannot get worse with Kevin Durant on your team. The one way you can get worse, potentially, is if the value that you have to give up, the assets that you have to give up, decimate your roster. And that would be my concern right now for this particular team. Like the, the way that Philadelphia and Brooklyn made that big trade last year, you had to give up premium assets, but that you were exchanging premium assets. Durant is a kind of a unicorn like player in this league. You know, if this is a league of 25 to 30, what I would call, and I'm, I'm, I, I think Stacy knows what I'm talking about gravitational players, right? There's only like 25 or 30 of them. And in that group, there's like three or four uh, that are on an echelon beyond the rest of the, the group. And Kevin Durant yep. is part of that group. He's still going to make your team better, but is the roster around him going to be good enough to carry you for an entirety of a season? That Nets roster, despite all the injuries, despite all the up and down nature of their personnel, despite Durant missing a bunch of time, they were still in the playoffs. Now, granted, they were a play-in team, but if Durant's healthier, they're probably a top six seed, right? If Irving plays more than, you know, the half the games last year, they're probably a top six team. Their roster was good enough at its core and around the margins to still be a playoff contending team. What worries me is that if you make a, a move for a player like Durant, and I'm sure the Bulls aren't the only team with this concern, if you make a move like that, are you going to decimate the margins or pieces of the core that would help elevate Durant's game rather than forcing him to have to be the alpha every single night and try to win games on his own. When he's been a champion, when he's been uh, in deep playoff runs, what's been the case? It's a roster full of really, really talented players, multiple Hall of Fame players in Oklahoma City and in Golden State. We haven't seen that, uh, that, that package that would make it so that Durant has that support around him in Chicago. That's the thing that would concern me if I were AK and Mark. And I'm sure there's, out of the 29 teams that all want Kevin Durant, I'm sure that half of those teams have that same concern. One of the things we talked about, too, Adam, is how the East is going to be so much better. It was good this year. Yeah. But now, when you look at these young teams like Orlando stacking up with talent, Detroit and what they're doing, this, this, yeah. is, this is going to be – there's not going to be no nights off. Would you, would you agree? Oh, yeah. And, and you and I talked about the development of this conference last year a lot, uh, every single night. And even games against the Magic, who are a bottom-dwelling team, were tough because they, they didn't know no better, right? Like, yeah. the, the young cats don't know what they don't know. <laughs> talking trash. And they're talking <laughs> trash and, like, you know, doing the thing across the chest. And, and yeah, it annoys me because I'm like, yeah, you guys are like, you know, yeah. you, you, you won, haven't done you, anything you, yet. You won 12 but I res For sure. But I respect it at the same time. There's part of me that respects – where the mindset of young teams like that are. And I feel like Orlando reloading on some of these guys, making some move. I'm really excited to watch Banchero. I, I think that's a, 
a fascinating yes. college player that can make an impact right away and seems like a really good fit with all the other young guys with your Anthony and your Suggs and uh, the Wagners. I, like that's a, that's a really like fun looking young team. Bagley's going back to Detroit. Now uh, the moves that they've made in the draft and through this, through the trade process, I'm a huge Jaden Ivy fan. I think he can make an impact right away. We saw how Cunningham when he was healthy, really turned things on at the end of the season last year. So we're just talking about the margin teams. We're not even talking about Milwaukee reloading, Miami re-signing guys and reloading up. Uh, Philadelphia, what they're going to look like with uh, James Harden giving that roster a little bit of a salary break and trying to bring in some more pieces. Uh, and Boston's the defending Eastern Conference champ. Like, this is not going to be easy. This is going to be a conference the way we talked about the West. When LeBron dominated the East, it was – a fight night in and night out of the Western Conference. I think that's how it's going to be in the East in the next two, three years. Yeah, and Philadelphia has signed uh, P.J. Tucker to a three-year contract to give them some toughness up front. want to ask you what you think about the Bulls' first-round draft pick, Dale and Terry. Uh, Stacey was uh, not wowed at the moment it was made, but he's come on board. He, okay, he's... First, first of all, Mark, just throw me under the bus. You, hey, you, you, Mark, you Mark, almost Mark, slumped, Mark, you almost slumped over <laughs> dead uh, last week. Listen, I didn't, I didn't overreact. I, I, listen, they caught me off guard, Adam. Okay? I, you know, I, had, you know, I had my own draft board. And I didn't have him on the draft board. I had EJ Liddell on there. I had there was a couple other names I had on there too. Uh, Patrick Baldwin Jr., who ended up going to Golden State. Then they just the rich get richer. Mm-hmm. So there was a there was a ton of kids on there. And you know, Mark's just tried to throw me in the bus. Oh, Jesus. Okay, Mark. I'll, 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 you know that tape exists. Mark, so Mark, people, Mark's always stirring the pot. Yeah, yeah. You know what? People can look at last week's show. Listen, and Mark. Why do you why do you keep bringing up old stuff? <laughs> Why keep bringing stuff? Hey, the, the, the question still stands. Adam Amin, what do you think about the prospect, Dale and Terry? Well, I, I was uh, I pro- probably in the same boat as Stacy, and I was probably in the boat as a, a lot of other Bulls fans and <laughs> pundits. I, I was surprised by the pick, not because Dale and Terry wasn't a quality player. I just wasn't thinking about him because of EJ Liddell. I thought Liddell was going to be the guy because of the position that he played. I thought, all right, this is a backup four at, at the start of his career. And that's kind of what you need for this roster, right? Like a, a like front court depth was so important to this roster. Dale and Terry does fit that mold of front court depth. He can still give that to you. You're just looking at a little bit of a smaller lineup. And we did see moments last year, particularly when Lonzo was healthy, where the small ball lineup was really effective. You know, I, I think, to be an effective small ball lineup, you have to have multiple ball handlers. And when you don't have your best ball handler for, you know, the majority of the second half of the year, that's going to affect every lineup, big or small. But I thought when Lonzo was healthy, their small ball lineup was fun. They moved, they ran the floor. And I think Dalen Terry would be a perfect addition on offense to a small ball run and gun type of lineup, which Stacy implored this team last year begged at times like run with the ball like run the floor it, it push the tempo get those transition points you, at, at the best they were getting 14 15 transition points a night and at their worst they were getting six or seven a night and you want to be in that 14 15 a night range and i think with a healthy lonzo ball with patrick williams i think that with how with how he's probably going to add some stuff to his offensive game and continue to be more aggressive i think you know you, you guys had a great interview with him um, a couple of weeks back when he was on the podcast about what he was doing with DeMar DeRozan. I think he, uh, him, Ball, uh, Zach Levine, and Dalen Terry 
could make a really fun four-man run-and-gun lineup. Throw Io in there as well. Uh, you could play three guards, maybe even four if you really want to go small. I think you have the opportunity to do multiple things with Dale and Terry and not have him have to step in like a lot of the, the teams that we discussed, like a Detroit or Orlando where the young guys have to come in and be 15-point scorers right away. You don't need that from him. He can give you a lot of different things. We already know about his defensive prowess at, at Arizona, so he's already adding to something that I think the Bulls were improving on when they were healthy last year. I think the fit is really good. I was just surprised because he was not at the right. top of my head. I was thinking about EJ yeah, Liddell thank, like thank a lot you, of people. Thank were. you, Adam. Thank you. Uh, I was. I'm glad we thought alike as Mark tried to throw me in the bus. <laughs> you know, but, uh, but no, seriously, I, I, I ain't gonna lie. I was caught off guard by that. I, I I did not think they were gonna. I didn't think he wasn't in my mind. And and you know because mm-hmm. because going into that you knew they needed size. They needed size. They needed three point shooting. And so I'm yep. looking at I'm looking at all the big guys that were out there. You know, like Walker Kessler. Uh, yeah, Walker Kessler was one of the guy I had on my list. Mm-hmm. Seven footer that can block shots. Uh, Bruce Pearl went out on a limb and said he's going to be better than Chet Holmgren. Um, but I, I tell you what, though, there there's a kid in France that is coming in next year's draft. I think um, Victor Wembanyama. Wembanyama. Oh my goodness! Yeah. I oh, saw a couple hey. of his highlights yes. uh, over the last few days, yes. and that guy can run. He is long. He is aggressive at the rim. Like, this kid's you, got some skill, man. That's why the Spurs are and tanking. This, and this is why the Spurs are tanking. Because <laughs> yeah. they, they they see the second coming of, yeah. like, David Robinson or Tim Duncan. I mean, I, I, I saw some highlights of him going up against the USA, and he they couldn't do anything. Yeah. He killed Chet Holmgren. Killed him. And this guy's got, like, a yep. seven foot nine wingspan. Uh, you know, he's been working out with Rudy Gobert. I saw a video of him and Rudy Gobert playing. I mean, he made Rudy Gobert look like a child. <laughs> like, I mean, he's highly skilled, highly skilled, can handle the ball, can shoot. I mean, not your typical 7-1, kid. Uh, so that's a name I think everybody's going to be on, on. He's going to be on everybody's draft board next year. He's got a, he's got a great pedigree. Uh, I think his dad was uh, like, an, I don't know if he was an Olympian, but he was like a long jumper. His mom was a great basketball player. His, his, his sister played basketball and like won a title in France. Like this is an athletic family and he's got a skill set. There is a reason like when you win those awards, like the MVP of that pro league or whatever, you win an MVP in Spain, like, uh, like Luca did, or you win in France, like, typically those players have a wide skill set like just to play the european game you have to have a very wide skill set so already you know you're getting somebody that has different elements that they can bring that already translate to the modern nba game and like stacy and i've talked about with luca they come in with a little bit of an attitude and i don't mean that in a bad way i mean that they come in already having to be the alpha male at 18 19 years old on their team they're the ones talking to the refs they're the ones who are trying to get their guys fired up because they're the best player. And usually in Europe, you have one or two great players and then everybody else is kind of filling the roster. Whereas in the NBA, you've got three or four great players. All of them might be the alpha on that team. In Europe, that alpha is handling everything. They are the captain. And Victor is the captain there. And he is already kind of got the attitude that I feel like is going to translate to the NBA level right away. That's I agree with you guys. That's probably why a lot of teams are like, you know, if we fell to number one and we got the number one in the lottery next year, I think we're going to be in pretty good shape. 
The uh, Los Angeles Lakers trying to fill out their roster. Of course, they are certainly top-heavy with LeBron, AD, and Russell Westbrook commanding over $120 million just among those three. They signed the former Bull, Troy Brown Jr., to a minimum deal. They're also getting Lonnie Walker IV, who was surprisingly not given a qualifying offer by the Spurs. So the Spurs are in full tank mode. So LeBron LeBron getting a couple of reinforcements. And Lonnie Walker in particular, uh, yeah, he can play. Oh. So so they and so they suddenly like they lost their two like two of their three longest tenured players in Murray and Walker. So think about I think Jakob Pertl's their longest tenured guy now oh. on that roster. That that roster's seen a full turnover just in the last you know three years. Maybe they'll trade uh, Pertl to the Bulls. Who knows? I, you know what? I, you know that that, that was that was a bad, trade deadline yeah. thing we were talking about. Yeah, yeah. I, I would not be surprised with that. Oh, I, I'm a little, oh man. <laughs> Stacy's oh, list is gone. My, I, Crumple my, it up, throw my, it in the garbage my can. List, my list is like, it's like, it's like, I, Thanos, I am, man. like Thanos. It snapped his finger and it disappeared. <laughs> Went to a like, different I, dimension. I mean, oh my goodness, man. I'm, it's, it's, oh. Just, it's just dust at this point. But, but you know what? I, I'll say the, the backup big market, has, the whole mar- free agent market is obviously thinning, but that backup big market is still pointing at Drummond, Robinson, Howard, and I've, and, and uh, Howard, and I feel like, I, I'm, I would lean towards a Jakob Pertle trade. That that because to yeah. me the way he plays, he's played against the Bulls a bunch last couple of years. He's had the big second halves every night, right? Yes. Greg Popovich would always let his guards run the floor in the first, run the show in the first half, and then come second half, it, they would open up with pick and roll, pick and roll, pick and roll, pick and roll, pick and roll. Pertle would dive, roll cut, set the screen, give up shots, get offensive rebounds, and he'd always end up with a double double. And it always came in the second half after Popovich made those adjustments. He's that he's the type of player that I feel like the Bulls need in that regard. So if they suddenly with this thinning market decided, hey, let's go try to get a, a Jakob Pertle for a future draft pick and maybe one asset that you have already on the roster, I, I think the Spurs might say, Yeah, go ahead and take on the rest of Pertle's contract. When you look at when you look at what Golden State has done, you know, you know, you go back and you say, remember when they had only won like fifteen or sixteen games? Remember we talked about how they played pool and they played all their younger players. Like they're getting them prepared for when the when their main guys come back. And you saw that. You mm-hmm. saw those guys in the playoffs. And then Wiggins was on that team too, and Wiggins was like the main guy on a bad team. And then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. that playing time, and we talked about it, Adam, that playing time. Golden State was developing those guys. They were taking losses. They didn't care. They were developing those guys for the moment they just had. Talk a little bit about that and, and, and what you saw out of that Golden State team. And do they have the ability to to continue to win? Because you heard Draymond Green talking about they can win three of the next four. What do you think about that? I, I would tend to agree with them. I'm not saying they're going to, but I feel like they could. And they're good enough to do so. You still have two great players in their prime in Curry and Thompson. You have a roster that's been filled out with really good young talent. Like I didn't hear a lot of Jonathan Kaminga come playoff time. You know, like he wasn't as big of a factor that happens to younger players, but during the regular season, there are a lot of nights where Jonathan Kaminga was doing a lot of great work. James Wiseman didn't play last year. You know, he'd be, he just wasn't on the floor and they're still preparing to bring him back to that roster. They still have the roster that's capable of winning. Now, will they lose some guys around the margins? Sure. But they've done that multiple times through those championship years, and they've always been able to make a deep run. And a lot of it is just incumbent on, is Steph Curry healthy? Is Klay Thompson healthy? And if those two guys are healthy, they're going to have opportunities to score points every single night. So are they good enough? Absolutely. Uh, the, the, the Draymond Green thing, is it just makes me laugh because like I feel like at some point, 
Like he's just going to keep talking until somebody shuts him up. And until <laughs> they stop winning, until they stop winning, like you can't shut the guy up. Like you get to say what you want when you win and they're winning and they, I don't see them slowing down at any point. I do see them having to be competitive. I do see them having to grind out series against Memphis or Phoenix or Dallas at some point, but they're still probably the best team in that conference as it stands right now. And yeah, I believe they could win two out of the next three after this year. Well, Adam, thanks so much for joining us. We know you got a game to call tonight, so we're going to let you go. The one thing I did want to mention, though, you know, Stacy with his hip replacement surgery, he's going to want to be going to the clubs on the road and all these high-end <laughs> restaurants. You know, you're mm-hmm. going to have to keep up with them next year, right? Hey. I'm already expecting it. I, I've, I'm making. I'm trying. I got to make phone calls ahead. I got to call for tables. Like that's going to be my job. Bottle service. Okay, America, America. This is. I get to see this every night. I want to show you how. I want you to see how hip Adam is. Adam, back up a little bit. Let's see what's on that shirt. Biggie. Let him see it. Biggie, baby, baby. <laughs> this guy, this guy knows hip hop. This was so cool about the, working with Adam. Because Adam, we we can finish each, th- each other's senses. Like we music, thoughts, it's like really crazy. Like sometimes we'll be in the in our little room downstairs and uh we'll have all the guys in there and then you know Adam will say something, then I'll finish it, and then I go, Oh my god, and like Mark will yeah. look at us like how did you know he was gonna say that? No, it's really crazy. So yeah, he, he is one of the hippest guys. I mean, uh, tell us, tell the, tell the viewers how old you are, because you look like you're 12. <laughs> I, well, Stacy makes fun of me because I, I just got a haircut and I got a shave. Yeah. I, I, I don't yes. shave often. Like, I'll trim my beard, but usually I, I don't shave, like, more than once a month. So every time I shave, Stacey's like, man, you just you lost 20 years on you. Like, he, he feels like I look like a child, and I can't say that he's wrong. I feel like more often than not, without the beard, I look like hey, I'm 35. Hey. Right now. Hey, Adam, speaking of great Bulls picks, you said you were listening to the show beforehand. Did you hear about uh, Stacy picking you to be his right-hand man and then had to redeem himself with Mark? Oh, oh, please, well, please, that's, please that's let me know before, before we get out of here. I need to hear this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. It was no, you know, go ahead, it, it came, it came out wrong. It came out wrong. <laughs> no, I, no, no, it wasn't. It was. It was very innocent. No, oh, oh, Mark, I, oh, Mark, you were one of those guys. Listen, what I said was the the year that I had to interview sixteen people to take over for Neil. Yeah, the okay? cavalcade of play by play men. Yeah, so, yeah right. a bunch of people, and they were all they were all good in their own right. But I said after the first time I worked with Adam, I I knew right then and there he was the guy. And I went in and said, he's the leader in the clubhouse, even though he was the only one that I had seen first. I said, all right, nah, this dude is good. We're, we're yeah, he's the guy. But I had to go ahead and then interview the you know the fifteen other people, and then Tim had to throw it. And then I said, Mark, I said Mark was one of those guys I had in the finalists. But people don't know how hard it was for me to get Mark into the race. Mark was like Sea Biscuit. Like no one, no one, no one. To I kind of feel like Sea Biscuit, yeah, right about that. Okay, so Adam, that's a great analogy. Adam, You're making me feel a lot Adam, better, Stacy. But but Sea Biscuit, you know what? You saw with the ending, Sea Biscuit, Sea Biscuit. Yeah, they shot him. Sea Biscuit had a heart attack, man. Something like that. But you know what? You know what? You know what? Like I told everybody, man. I, I, you know, I was, I was thinking about retiring after Neil left. I honestly was. I said, you know what? Let's go out like Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, you know? And then I got a chance to work with Adam, and man, I was like, man, I ain't going nowhere. Matter of fact, I probably lost like 10 years. I mean, I gained 10 years. I'm going back in reverse like Benjamin Button, baby. Thanks to that guy right there. The Black Brad Pitt, as you oh, say. Yeah. See, you often say you are the see, Black Brad Pitt. See the Black Brad Pitt? Seriously. That's right. Okay, see, y'all Completely I was unprompted. Yes, yeah, see, which is great. see? 
Oh, I'm boy. one of the 10 sexiest people in Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say, you know, that's a big honor. That's a that's big right. honor. That's right. Yeah, I was one of the 10 sexiest people in Idaho, America. We got to let, let this man do his job. Uh, go, we're go we're going to let you go. go. Make, have a great call tonight. Thanks for joining us. And we look forward to the start of next season. The great Adam Amin, hey, the Illinois boys. Sportscaster of the Year on Give Me the Hot Sauce. Holler at a player. <laughs> We want to thank Adam Amin for taking time out from his busy schedule to join us. He's actually calling a game from his uh, den, uh, the, the Dodgers <laughs> Padres. He's, a, you know, he really is a man for all seasons. I mean, can you imagine that trying to call a baseball game sitting in your house? I tell you what, he also does those games, those virtual games where you yeah. put those little Oculus things on your eye, and he actually calls you know, wow. the games. I'm telling you, man, he's he's super talented, yeah. super talented guy, and and one of the, I mean. The Bears, he does the Bears games, he does NFL. I mean, he's constantly like, – he'll he'll miss a few games during the beginning of the year because he's doing NFL games with Fox. He's one of the, star, he's one of the rising stars oh, yeah. uh, in sports. But he was not uh, too, uh, talented enough to avoid the whispers question. You always, you know, confuse people with what you're trying to ask him. <laughs> it's with full intent. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we love whispers. Weekend oh. at whispers. I hope you saw that on our Weekend social media page. Oh, Stacy and I dragging him out of there. Boy, we got to give a shout out to that great artwork. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna live on forever. Oh my yeah. god! Just like you being a hot sauce well, pack. I can see it as one of the banners back here. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. coming, yeah, coming yeah. soon coming. to coming a conference soon. room near you. Coming soon. Hey, a couple more names to cross off Stacy's list. Marvin Bagley the third agrees to a three-year, thirty-seven million dollar contract with the Detroit Pistons so he's, he's staying there and Nick Claxton another mobile big man a young guy who can run the court he's staying in Brooklyn he gets a two-year 20 million dollar deal so apparently Stacy, no matter what the Nets are going to do with Kevin Durant they intend to compete next year because they're bringing back these guys that normally you just let them walk if you're going to rebuild and blow well, it up well Claxton's a good young talent yeah I mean you, you, but Patty Mills are bringing back oh Patty Mills, I, you know what? Patty Mills is a good reserve. Yeah, I think yeah. last year with all with 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 Kyrie Irving being out, I think he ran out of games. Yeah, it's played I think too he much. He was played too much, and I, I think if you know, maybe Kevin Durant rescinds. Maybe he says to himself, like, "Hey, you know what? I'm gonna stay." And maybe the Earth is flat. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, they don't have to trade him. Do you think he's mad at Kyrie or he's mad at the Nets? <clears throat> I, that's what I was trying to figure out. But why? But why would you be mad at the Nets? in the simple fact that Kyrie Irving is the one who's caused all of this. Yeah. Okay. James Harden left because of Kyrie Irving. You got me here to play in Brooklyn. And now you don't want to play because you, you, we all had to get the shots, but you didn't want to do it. You know? And again, I mean, that's each his own. Um, but at the same time, you can't expect these guys to, to welcome you back with open arms. Now you get Ben Simmons on your team who didn't play it, you know, when they all thought he could have played last year in the playoffs, they could have helped him. Um, you know, Steve Nash, is he a good coach? Like, is yeah. he really a good coach? A lot of people think that that was Kyrie Force, or actually Kevin Durant forcing that in because he was a consultant with the Warriors when KD was there. Well, see, and, and, and one of those things is, you know, just because you were on that Warrior staff doesn't make you a good coach. Right. I mean, we've seen Mike Brown leave, uh, get fired, and come back. Right. You know, we saw Kenny Atkinson turn down a yeah. head coaching job. You know, head coaching jobs are, are really tough to get. And for him to, to go to say, hey, uh, I'm going to stay here as a head assistant and not go to Charlotte, what does that tell you? Then then Charlotte goes out and brings in Clifford, who they fired. Yeah, he's who, been there before. Who they had their yeah. most success in their, in their franchise history. You fire the guy. He goes off to Orlando. Uh, he gets fired over there. Now he's sitting at home uh, playing, you know, 
computer games, and then you ask him to come back and be your coach. And Brett Brown is going back to be Pop's top assistant with San Antonio. I, I thought that Popovich might be you know, thinking about retiring, but the word is that he's he's fine with this young team. He's going to coach next year. Yeah, he's going to coach next year, I, but I think it's his last year. I mean, he's 73 years yeah. old. And, you know, at some point, you know, it's like how much more, how many more years you want to go? You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, you know, it's one, it's one of those things, the, the rigors of the NBA, the travel, you know, getting in late to hotels, that, that's got to wear on you, especially if you've done it for over 30-something years. I think with his wife passing not so long ago, that gives him some sense of purpose in his life, too. Yeah, it does. It does. But at some point, though, Mark, you know, that, that the, grind, it's a grind, the yeah. grind of an NBA season is tough, and especially if you're going through those times where your team is not winning and, you know, you got a bunch of young players. Man, it's it's tough. Hey, tell the folks about your uh, your limo ride over. The good oh, folks at Windy City. Oh, first of all, shout out to my my driver uh, Mike Amaroff. He was he's super. I mean, we had Gene retired. Of, you said? Yeah, Gene, Gene, Gene. He he retired. He all said, right. you know what? God this, bless him. I just want to hang out in Florida and uh, flip houses. Is, oh, the, right. is yeah. the new guy packing heat? You know what? Horse sauce. We <laughs> just want to make sure he's protected. Hey, listen, don't worry about that. You know, Mike. Mike is a third-degree black belt. He's a third-degree black belt. Plus, I have a little secret compartment in the back seat of my car just in case I need to go get it. You know, you ever saw Sean Connery that little gun he had in uh, the the movie with the uh, when he was the Untouchables? Remember oh yeah, yeah. A little shotgun. You bring a, a knife to a gunfight? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's yeah. that's me back in the back seat. <laughs> so don't interrupt me again, Tim, or I hit you with a throat <laughs> punch. Okay. I'm sorry, America. Windy City, get ready. Windy City Limousine provides a championship service. Making a reservation is so easy, it's a slam dunk. <laughs> 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 Let Wendy break the full court pressure of traffic and get you to your destination in style and on time. Contact us at 866-94-WENDY. Again, contact beep, 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 us at 866-94-WENDY and tell them Stacy sent you. You may not get a discount, <laughs> but they might say, hey, he's a great guy. The Black Bread Pit. There you go. Let me see.